Ever wanted a career in football? At the Global Institute of Sport, you can now study a master's degree in football business or football coaching and analysis right here in Australia. GIS is the largest provider of sports degrees in the UK with campuses at Wembley and Etihad Stadium. Learn online with unique access to the iconic MCG and a big hitting Australian industry network. Be one of the first Australians to get a football master's degree and join GIS's global network of football leaders. Apply now to start in February 2023. Learn more at gis.sport.fnr. That's gis.sport.fnr. You're listening to the State of Our Football Nation on FNR. Uh, time for another episode of uh, Supin or State of Our Football Nation. Uh, Lockie Flanagan is running the controls, George Stanikian in the other chair, and we have a couple of special guests to, to join Indeed us in just do. a moment. Uh, one of them, a young guy making his way in the sport, formerly of Sydney FC, now at the Western Sydney Wanderers. We'll catch up with him in just a moment. And by the way, tonight's uh, program, State of Our Football Nation, is proudly brought to you by GIS, the Global Institute of Sport. I want to know a bit more about it. It's tremendous that uh, the game has come and came on in. Sorry, the game has come on in leaps and bounds, um, and the borders now are uh, global. So you know, here it is. It's a tremendous opportunity mm. to and advance spe- yourself if you wish, yeah, if you and, have and a desire. Specialized opportunities. I Correct. mean, I got the the ad from JS just on my own personal platform a few days ago, and yeah. they were offering. I think it was a, a master's in football coaching and analysis, and you can have the whole thing done in a week. How fantastic. Um, you also get to, I don't know if you know this, George, but you've got some online classes if you choose to do your yep. master's, but yep. if you're doing it in Melbourne, yep. uh, doing a 2023 start, you also have the occasional class at the MCG. Thank you very much. Uh, over in the UK, there's uh, Wembley, you do classes you know what at you're Old Trafford. You're wetting my appetite. Maybe you could do a master's <laughs> no, in no, football I'm, coaching and analysis, oh, yes, George. Yes, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think I'll leave it to you, young guys, and... Uh, uh, there are young women who are looking to make a name for themselves in the in the game, and why wouldn't they? Yes, there's a women's World Cup. Absolutely. Inside, what is it? Nine months now? Yeah, I think it's eight. <sighs> yeah, eight, nine, eight, Old nine about time. that. Yeah, but if uh, if it's of interest to you, JS dot sport slash FNR is the place to go. JS, that's the learn a bit more. You can start in January 2023. Speaking of finding out a bit more, let's find out a bit more about our special guest, and he joins us. Uh, all the way from Sydney, I think he's in the western parts of Sydney. Um, via Zoom, it's Callum Neuenhoff. Callum, welcome. Hey, guys. Good to be on the show. How's it going? Uh, listen, where did your football journey first start? Take, um, us, well, take us back. Take us way back. Take us way back to the start. Yeah. Uh, I guess it started for me long ago, probably from my dad, you know, introducing me to the ball. I started when I was really young. Um, when I was just a little toddler and I started playing from about the age of five for my local team in the Northern Beaches, which is Curl Curl. And from Curl then, Curl guess, Boy. Yeah. Okay, all right. North yeah. North Shore. Uh, for the Victorians, it, it it means little, but if you're a New South yeah, Wales George person... Knows, George yeah, yeah. knows what it means. Uh, yeah. North Shore people, yeah, yeah. I'm an Eastern Suburbs boy, uh, Callum, uh, and we, we used to look at the North Shore and go, yeah, right. <laughs> So take us back to Curl Curl. Dad's, you're about five. Dad's got you uh, at the local club. Yeah, and then I guess ever, um, from then, you know, yeah, I fell in love with the sport. I always used to go 
go, I'd always be kicking my dad and my younger brother. And from there, I guess I went into the Manly United uh, SAP system from under 10s, under 11s. And then Fantastic. played there for a few years. Um, from there, I moved to the FNSW Institute, which is the Football New South Wales Institute at the time. I was there for the last year and then that shut down and split off into the two academies where Western Sydney Wanderers and Sydney FC academies sort of sprang up. So um, I moved to Sydney FC Academy for a year and then after a year, I actually took a, a bit of a step back and came back to Manly United uh, and played there until about under 18s, under 20s and then moved back to Sydney FC where I yeah, started playing more and ended up getting a bit of a run in the first team. I started training with the first team and um, eventually made my debut in late 2020 in the Asian Champions League in Qatar. You know, uh, reflecting on that journey of yours, I'm, I'm reminded of how similar it is in many ways to young Marco Tilio, who started uh, in, in at uh, Sydney FC and, uh, of course, found his way to Melbourne City. And, of course, he's gone on. He's played for Australia. Um, you uh, have had a bit of a setback. You, an injury knocked your uh, aspirations uh, well and truly for quite some time. Um, what actually happened? Can you take us back to that? And how long is it taking you to, to get over the, the physical um, uh, handicap that, that you have to sort of go through before you can get through the journey and come out the other end? Yeah, injuries have definitely impacted my progression a lot. Um, I mean, yeah, I had such a um, great start when I started off with Sydney FC and I played about, I think, 13 or 14 games with them um, before I was getting, like, lower back pains and basically I was training through it and to the point where it became a bit unbearable and ended up... I got a few scans, I think. They didn't actually find exactly what it was until, like, the fourth or fifth scan and it was a stress fracture in my lower back so that... Yeah, that's um, not a great injury to have, and it set me out for quite a few months. So, yeah, that was my first real year in the A-League, and it sort of came to a grinding halt, which was obviously really disappointing for me. Let me let me just, then, let me just yeah. pause you there for a moment, because uh, your back injury now is uh, mended, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the back uh, I want to All give you great. That that is fantastic news. Uh, the reason I'm I'm pausing there is because I want to take you to a moment in sports history in Australia. Our, one of our greatest fast bowlers in the Australian cricket team was a guy called Dennis Lilly, and uh, you may or may not know the story, but he broke his back, and um, uh, people were saying that's the end of a great career, that's the end of a great talent, and he went along a special program. Uh, and we're talking a long, long time ago now, he reinvented his style, in other words, his delivery, and took the, the big strain that was causing the problems out of it. And he came back and became an even better fast bowler for Australia and had a fantastic career and, of course, has entered the, the realm of legend. So the point I'm trying to make to you is uh, every setback uh, makes us uh, reassess what we do but um, it, it's fascinating if you have the fire, if you have the energy, and if you have uh, that real passion. Uh, all those setbacks just make you better because you come back and you 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 change little things uh, so that you don't go and hurt yourself again. 
have you have you had good people around you? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, all the at both the clubs have been at um, Sydney FC now. Wanderers, the like support uh, staff that's been around me, this from the physios, the SNC coaches, everything has been yeah incredible, and I can't um, fault them at all. And I think yeah, in relation to what you were saying, definitely having that injury, it, yeah, it's only made me hungrier really. And now that I am back fit, um, I feel like yeah, I've been a lot more thorough with. You know, everything I do and I'm a lot more mindful of keeping myself in the best shape so that I can continue playing and hopefully stay injury free for as long as possible because obviously if, if you're not playing and yeah you're not really achieving anything I mean are you, are you a Pilates? Out on the path. Have they got you doing Pilates for the core strength? Um, not, not, not explicitly Pilates they're very like similar like yeah a lot of core like foundational strength to yeah like really strengthen that um that area I mean, I imagine the the hunger to get back playing. It wouldn't have just been a, a byproduct of the injury being away from football, but also because of how well that time at Sydney, you know, did start when you cracked oh, into the Alex I mean, I I still think quite often, and it comes up a weirdly large amount in in conversation, Callum. That rocket that you scored, I think in 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 Wollongong. I'm curious to know how often you think about that that goal. I think it was on your debut, or is is that correct? Yeah, that's right. I was on my um. Well, yeah, that was my A-leg debut. And Ooh. yeah, that, was, that seems like it was so long ago now. Was, <laughs> I think, another time, another A-league world. Seasons. Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> but um, to be honest, I, I don't really think about it too much. I think I yeah, I had my moment and now I'm just really working hard. And now I'm, yeah, focused on a lot of different things. Like now I'm at a, at a new club and I'm really pushing to keep playing at this club and do the best for the Wanderers. So yeah, that's really all that's been on my mind at the moment. You've got a, a former Sydney FC uh, superstar who's come across with you. How, how's he finding uh, the the new terrain and living in Sydney's western suburbs? No, I assume you're talking about Ninkovic. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. How, you, how are you guys no, finding it? Um, yeah, we're both loving it. I think we've both settled in really well. It helps a lot because of the massive rebuild that has going on at the club, um, like the vast majority of all the players are new. So I think that's really, yeah, helps. There's a lot of new faces and everyone's settled in really well. I think Ninko is such a massive asset to have at any club. I mean, he like he obviously provides on the pitch. He's still classy as ever. And also off the pitch, all the work he does with all the young boys, keeps everyone motivated. And, yeah, he really adds to that winning mentality. So I think we're both settled in really well and we're yeah looking forward to the rest of the season. You talk about, Callum, the level of turnover for, for Western Sydney in the off-season, the amount of new faces. I think there was, uh, of the starting 11 that played in the, the win against Perth, just two of them who had previously been at the, the club the previous season. The rest of the other nine were all new faces like yourself. How has the, the gelling process been, you know, in this, um, in this off-season leading up to the A-League season? Because... It's enough of a battle for one player to come in and work yeah. out where how they're going to go, how they find their feet. But for a, a dozen to do it, it I'm, I'm curious to, to know a bit more about the process. Yeah, I think it's honestly been a, a lot easier and like a lot more seamless than yeah you might think. I think Mark um, Rudin, the head coach, obviously has done such a great job with the players that he has brought in. I mean, all the, all the way from the older foreign players down to the um, younger players that haven't even de- debuted yet. Everyone's just so hungry and everyone has that same desire to really create um, a winning 
team. So I think, yeah, the gelling hasn't been too hard. Everyone's been working really hard and we, we've all got the same goals and we all want to fight for each other and do the best for the club. So, um, yeah, I think it's been really easy and seamless, actually, the, how the team's come together. Uh, you speak of your your time in the game, and uh, we talk about Manly, we talk about Sydney FC, and now Western Sydney Wanderers. Your coaches in those three different clubs, who were they at Manly? Um, well, when I was at Manly, actually, quite funny. My coach was Adam Griffiths, who's now the assistant at the Wanderers. So, so right, he, um, in other words, he knew he knew what he was buying or knew what they were reaching out for to get. Yeah, 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 he would have had some idea. Um, and then at Sydney, uh, I was playing under Bimby, under Steve Corica, and Rob Stan was the assistant. Yep. And now at Wanderers, obviously, Mark Rudin, the yep. coach. So how different are they in, and in, in temperament and also in how they are using you? Um, I think, yeah, obviously they've got different coaching styles, um, Steve and... Mark, I think, to be honest, I think I'm only just beginning to see the start of um, Mark's coaching and all his tactics and everything. I mean, we've just started the season and I'm sure a lot's going to change over the course of the season. And yeah, I'll learn a lot more about his coaching style. And But he's made it yeah, extremely clear what he wants and expects from all the players, all our roles and responsibilities. So in that sense, he's been very... Um, yeah, very strict and forward, and we, we all know what we need to do to obviously, yeah, do our role in the team. Uh, with Steve, it was it was definitely the same. Yeah, like everyone knew exactly what was expected of them and everything. I guess I also played a different role. Like when I was at Sydney, I was more of a younger boy and I was, wasn't was playing much and I was really just learning from a lot of the older boys. But I think now in this new environment, I'm really trying to um, push to – yeah, get um, myself a starting spot and to stay in the squad week in, week out. State of our Football Nation on FNR. Callum Neuenhoff uh, from the Western Sydney Wanderers is our special guest and uh, we're taking him through um, what we normally do. It's called our Thursday grilling, uh, giving him a chance to, to also give us an idea of his career and his, uh, his path to the game. Um, just... Uh, Taking us back to, um, to to Manly and, of course, the step up to Sydney and, of course, the step across to the Western Sydney Wanderers, um, you've, you'd be very aware of just how different the game is and and the pace of the game, the tactics and, of course, uh, the, the people you play with. How easy is it today to make that transition from the NPL clubs and others and make your way higher into the elite uh, parts of the game that make up the A-League? Uh, that's a good question. I think, obviously, yeah, I think there is a really big step up in terms of the NPL. Um, yeah, moving from the NPL to the A-League. I mean, one thing that has been really interesting to see is all the NPL clubs doing extraordinarily well in the FFA Cup or the Australia Cup recently, like Sydney United making the finals and um, a bunch of other NPL clubs, yeah, making the quarters and semis. I think, there's so many yeah young players out there in the NPL that definitely have the potential and the talent to move up into the A-League. I think a lot of it is just mentality. Like, mm. if you really want to make that next um, step up and you really are willing to work for it, I think there's a lot of players in the NPL that would definitely be willing to. I think, yeah, all it takes is that extra 
bit of dedication and like real focus on getting yourself in the best shape and trying to learn more about the game so that, yeah, you can get an opportunity in an, an A-League club. You hear a lot of the EPL coaches talking about suffering. Players need to suffer. Do you understand that mentality? Um, in, in what context, though? In, the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in this sense, for example, Antonio Conte uh, wants, to, wants a squad that, that's going to work hard for him. And, you, and, and they play a particular game where uh, they have to uh, uh, be very contained and very alert to what the, uh, the opposition is doing. So there's got to be a lot of you don't play with the ball, but you're, you're playing in a certain system that allows you, when the opportunity uh, presents itself, to attack. So he's saying to them, they've got to suffer. They've got to play outside what is their normal game until they're good to go or the opportunity presents itself and then they've got to spring like a lion forward and attack. Do you understand or are you getting to understand now the difference between, say, playing, as you said, at Manly and making that transition to the A-Leagues and finding out that, as you just touched on, it's mental game. It's a mental game more than a physical game, even though you've got to be a, a, a physical specimen and, yeah. and fit to play the game at the best level. Yeah, yeah, 100%. That's actually, yeah, something that Mark, our um, head coach, really drives into us is that, yeah, like concept of suffering. We've been working on it a fair bit recently, actually, but I guess, yeah, it all comes down to the fact that it's a 90 minute game and you're not going to have possession of the ball for. Um, for the game, never ever. Obviously, there's going to be moments where the <laughs> other team's attacking you, and you have to sit back and dig deep and yeah, suffer. So that's, I think that, that's something that yeah, actually, probably pretty new to me. Like I hadn't really heard of it um, in that way before. But yeah, Mark's really smashing this home with all the boys at the moment. That there's going to be moments this year where we need to suffer, and I think we've got the right boys in the team <laughs> that can do that. Take us back to those early days. Who are your heroes? Who are the people that you uh, got that, that excited you uh, and made you want to play the the game? And is there anyone you've modelled yourself around? Um, uh, there wouldn't be people that I've modelled myself around, but hundred percent. Like growing up, I've always loved watching all the big name players, um, like Iniesta and. Yeah, other central midfielders like Kevin De Bruyne and players like that. What, yeah, I guess one other player that I really look up to um, would be Aaron Moyes just because he's Australian and I think he's yeah, achieved so well. Obviously, he went from the A-League to playing the Championship to the Premier League and he's had such a successful career. And I was actually yeah, really lucky that I got to play against him in my debut in the Asian Champions League because mm, he was playing for Shanghai. So that, that was really awesome to see him standing across the field for me. But... Yeah, plays like that I really look up to and aspire to be like. So I, I take it from that answer, Callum, that, that central midfield has, has always been the, the ambition, always been the choice. There was the driver, never a, the there was never a moment in the, the junior career where you're moonlit as a as a striker or nah. a right back or something. It's always been a central midfield? Yeah, yeah. I've always been pretty stock standard, just running around in circles in the middle of the park. What is it about that position specifically that you, you like more than more than others? Because I imagine at the, the very, you know, Hard work. outset <laughs> of your if you're playing days, you'd experience, you'd taste a bit of everything. But what is it about central midfield that mm. uh, you find so uniquely uh, enjoyable and engaging? Yeah, it's probably, yeah, obviously there's the hard work aspect. I love the 
fact that you know you can defend and attack, you can be box to box midfield, you can do it all essentially. I've got um yeah, decent engine, so I like running around and trying to get on the ball and you know, make things happen. So yeah, that's probably the biggest aspect for me is that I can attack and defend and yeah, help out my team in the most ways. Uh, the A-League season is underway, mate. What did you make of the opening week? Um, I think, yeah, it was, it was really interesting to see the opening week and all the results. I think, yeah, so many of the teams will be really exciting to watch this year. With Obviously, we have Melbourne Victory on Saturday and players like Nanny coming to the league just, yeah, is massive and it creates a massive buzz and really, um, yeah, amps up the atmosphere, so... I think uh, with our first game of the season, we're obviously super happy to get the three points. At the end of the day, that was what we really wanted. I think we've got um, so much more room that we can improve, like with the players we have. And I know that that's what we want to do, is to step up multiple levels throughout the season. So, yeah, that's what we're focusing on doing. When do you find out who's in the team and who's not in the team each week? Is it, is it tonight? Is it uh, tomorrow? Or, or is it Saturday? Or do you already know? Um, no, yeah, no, we won't find out who's on the mass squad until the day before or so. So okay. we're travelling up to Melbourne tomorrow. So all, all the boys will have to pack their gear and get ready to <laughs> fly up. Although they won't all make it. Mm. Are you a good traveller, Callum? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm all right. I don't have any issues. I can fall asleep pretty easily and... That's a gift, you know that, don't you? Never, never lose that gift—the ability to to sleep almost anywhere, in an airport, on a couch, on a, on a coach—and um, hopefully, it, it it allows you to uh, wake up, and uh, when the coach says we're good to go, you know exactly your mission. <laughs> I just, I just hope it doesn't annoy any jealous teammates who struggle to yeah, yeah, <laughs> to yeah. get to sleep on a plane. That's, They're that insomnia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I wanted to ask about one of your teammates, the, the man who helped you to that win on the opening day, of course, Suleiman Kurpic, who scored that, that goal in, in the 1-0 win. A lot of the commentary wasn't just about the goal that he scored, but about the uh, the tattoo, the, the barcode <laughs> tattoo that he has, I think, on on the back of his neck. Are you, are you familiar with that tattoo? Do you know what it leads to? Does it scan? That's a good question. Um, that's, that's a great question, and I'd love to know the answer to that as well. Actually, <laughs> so you're you're in the dark um, as, as yeah, much as yeah. we are. So. Yeah, Fantastic. yeah, very interesting guy, and he's awesome to have around the boys. But I'll have to ask him what, it, what exactly <laughs> the uh, Just just don't tell him that we inspired you to, to <laughs> ask the questions. We don't want him chasing us. All right. Yeah. Okay. I'll make, I'll make sure. Uh, tell me, uh, your father um, did d- dad play football? Um, yeah, he, he played a bit growing up, just uh, locally. He played for Manly United and Spirit FC. And yeah, he also, he worked at Fox Sports as a, as a sports um, journo. So. so it's in <laughs> your blood, huge. huh? It's in your blood. What position did dad play? Yeah. Uh, same as me, sentiment Ah, field. now yeah, it makes now sense. It all comes yeah, out, that, that yeah, <laughs> yeah, he gave you the ball with the follow, follow dad's footsteps. Uh, Callum, it's uh, it's always good finding out a, a, a little bit more uh, or getting behind a player and getting a sense of what makes them tick. It's it's one of the wonderful things that uh, Channel 10 is looking to do with its new series, 
uh, they're calling it all access. Uh, it's all access, yeah. Illegal access. Uh, have you seen any of the cameras wandering around and do you know what's coming up? Um, a, a little bit. Same here and there. I've, I mean, yeah, it's su- such a good thing. And I've, I've seen the, uh, the first couple episodes of the Sydney FC recently um, released um, show. And yeah, that's been really cool. I think it's, it's awesome for fans and um, obviously yeah, supporters to watch and really see what goes on behind the scenes. When, when did they start filming the thing. Sydney one? Had you left by then or were you still part of the, uh, the Sydney FC uh, team? Yeah, I was still I was still in the team for that season. I was, yeah, I was played a part in a couple of the early Whoa. games, and then I was sort of yeah, That's I was good. Uh, injured for the um, most of the season. But it was probably a good season to miss out on. Just before we go and wrap this up, and and we really appreciate it very much getting an insight. Uh, can you tell me how hard it was mentally uh, with a rehab? Because one thing we don't we don't talk about enough is. The, the challenges off the field, uh, so many people play sport in this country, so many people get injured, uh, but they don't have access to the best uh, sports medicine and they don't have the sports physios helping them get back. How, how hard was it for you and how, and how much easier has it been having a professional program and having people there with you almost every step of the way? Mm. Yeah, it was it was so difficult because that was my yeah, this is like my first big injuries ever and to be out for, you know, a number of months it really the time the time goes super slow and it's such a challenge mentally, like um, you know, trying to keep up your motivation and come into training every day like the other boys, even though you're not gonna be training with them, you're gonna be doing your own thing. Doing your own rehab and the physios every day. I mean Obviously, yeah, it's so helpful and good to have such good physios around you all the time. But at the same time, it's such a challenge seeing the boys go go up to train each day and you can't join them. So, yeah, that was a really big challenge for me, obviously, during those months. But I guess at the end of the day, it just makes it all worth it now and I can appreciate, um, yeah, obviously how lucky I am to be back playing now and fit. Well, it's the Western Sydney Wanderers up against the Melbourne Victory at Amy Park, and it's Saturday night, isn't it, uh, Lockie? It is. It is. I'll be there. Uh, I'm. I'm assuming that Callum is going to be there as well. It'd be a shock if he yeah. wasn't. I'm <laughs> so. Lockie does this every now and then. He just decides to. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm going to be there, and then he asks the uh, the most logical question. And goes. I hope Callum's there. No, I'm. I'm looking. I don't know about you, Callum, but I'm looking forward to it. It should be a great game. I'm sure. Having you know, grown up through the A leagues, this used to be like a, a massive fixture. Huge. It was you know the two sort of biggest active supporter bases, and I hear that the the numbers for it are, are quite good. So you should be looking forward to, to quite a nice yeah. atmosphere down at Amy Park. Yeah, I'm what's really the, looking forward to it. I think the the sold out tickets for the away section. So. Uh, what What's the biggest crowd you've played in front of? Oh, probably, I'm not sure exactly. It would have been sometime in my first season, probably ten, fifteen thousand 15,000 or so. So I reckon this weekend, hopefully, it should um, be on your record attendance to play in front of. Well, Lockie and I can tell you that, Lockie and I can confirm for you, uh, it, when there's 20 plus thousand, when there's 30,000 at Amy, it's like... Um, it resonates and pulsates like you wouldn't believe. And the Victory Boys, of course, um, are going to have some competition because I understand that 
um, there are some Western Sydney Wanderers already on the way down. So you will not be alone. Yeah. You will not be alone. <laughs> Definitely not. I mean, yeah, um, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be such an awesome match. I think the game will be really good. And obviously the crowd should be insane. It's Melbourne's first home game of the season. First time Nanny can play in front of home crowds. So that should bring spectators down. And yeah, as I said, the way section sold out. So the, I'm sure the RBB will down, be down there in numbers. So Callum's definitely been thinking about it, hasn't he? He's <laughs> got to sort it. Callum, thank you very much for joining us on FNR State of Our Football Nation. Uh, to the team and also to the uh, people um, behind the squad at the club who are doing so much good work, uh, making sure you guys are presented in the best possible light. Would you thank them? I'm, I'm talking about Jessica and co for making this interview uh, happen and uh, wish you all the very best for the rest of the season. And thank you for uh, joining us and giving us a good half hour of uh, some insight into what makes Callum Neuenhoff uh, different to so many of the others out there on the football pitch. Yeah, no worries, guys. Thanks, thanks guys, and thanks for having me on. Pleasure. One of the young guns, uh, a central midfielder who loves that extra work, loves to run around with the ball, and um, you can tell he also enjoys scoring. Yeah, well, that I mean, that he scores apparently. good goals. Yes, that, absolutely. That is a memorable one. You've, I'd forgotten that he he was the uh, the originator of that moment of excitement at the ground. I'd forgotten he scored no, that it, goal. It, uh, like I said, it sticks out in in my mind. There there are a lot of people who just mentioned that goal to me in passing. I was like, oh yeah, that that goal. But yeah, no, a supremely talented uh, midfielder. I hope that he gets a, a more consistent run of games because I think he's he is up to the the level of being a a starting A-League midfielder in, in my mind. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing that fascinates me about so many elements in the game um, is is coming back from injury and to hear him understand uh, how, how difficult it's been. And, uh, and now that he's finally through the hardest part of recovery, he's looking forward to playing as many minutes as possible. Yeah. And we wish him all the very best. Yeah. Uh, um, we're going to take a short break. We will. When we come back, another guest... Someone who I know is a uh, football uh, sportscaster. He's been a reporter. Um, he's also done some documentary work. And I believe these days he's even going to write a book or he may have written a book. Find out more about Michael Kane, who'll be joining us on FNR in just a moment. Ever wanted a career in football? At the Global Institute of Sport, you can now study a master's degree in football business or football coaching and analysis right here in Australia. GIS is the largest provider of sports degrees in the UK, with campuses at Wembley and Etihad Stadium. Learn online with unique access to the iconic MCG and a big-hitting Australian industry network. Be one of the first Australians to get a football master's degree and join GIS's global network of football leaders. Apply now to start in February 2023. Learn more at gis.sport.fnr. That's gis.sport.fnr.